What is up, everybody? I am George Mossy. Please say hello to my co-host, Heather C. Hi, everyone. So Extreme Sisters Season 2, Episode 6 has aired. And, oh, by the way, first things first, Randy, Jordan, Derek, and Daniel were not on this episode. So if you're waiting to see what's going on with their double twin lives and how things are going with them, you have to wait until next week. But we are going to talk about Anna and Lucy and their twin lives because they started a job trial at an Italian restaurant where they were doing some food prep. And the sous chef and the head chef were looking at them a little weird because, you know, in a restaurant, you have to work very fast. People order food and they want it piping hot right in front of them almost instantaneously. And Anna and Lucy were prepping potatoes and it took them a really, really long time to do that. So they moved the girls to the front of the house, which they actually did a little better. Well, let's talk about the 30 minutes it took them to clean one of the tables. So it didn't start out very good, but... They are very talkative with the customers, and they did say during the process they were able to stop concentrating so much on being identical and doing everything the same, and they were able to get a lot more work done. And they said they didn't even think about it because in the past, it had gotten to them so much when they didn't do things exactly the same that it kind of ruined their day, and they had to fix it and, and maintain that. But they said the day got so crazy it didn't even get to them. And I think that is where the progress is going to begin. They are now able to function as individuals. They're still on a team, but they're doing individual work. And I think that might actually work out. Yeah, I think that, um, I don't know. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. They, they really don't want to work. <laughs> um, they want to open their own business. So I don't actually understand what the purpose of this is because when you own your own business, anything goes. So if they wanted to walk something over together or wash a table down together, they can. I mean, it's their restaurant. So, I mean, we knew how this was going to pan out. We really did. I mean, the their old job made more sense because it was third shift. It was slower pace. It was at a nursing home. You know, they... Older people, they just love to conversate, hear stories, tell stories. They like the company. They're at a slower pace, so that way they don't have to worry about speed. It's more so accuracy. So I can see how their old job made more sense to them, where a restaurant is faster paced because people are on the go and they want to eat and they call it fast food for a reason. <laughs> um, if that was the case, you could just sit at home and cook your own dinner. <laughs> so... I don't know. It was nice of them to give them um, like a trial run, but it, they didn't they didn't complete the task. They let their OCD kind of get in the way. And that's really what it is. It's OCD. They're counting down the one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. The one guy was like, wait, you didn't give me four ice cubes. And then they freaked out and they're like, wait, what? Oh, my God. You know, like it's not a big deal. You know, <laughs> it's not a big deal. But to them, it is. And I think like if they can just look past all that and just live in the moment instead of worrying about twinning all the time, they would be okay. The stress gets to them. They're going to be identical regardless of what they do. So as long as nothing happens to their looks, they'd be good to go. <laughs> yeah, working the same shift and having the same position at work, I think is enough. Like you can be there as long as you work the same time, you're there at the same place, you're doing the same job. You can do different things. You can wait different tables. You can prep different food. And I feel like they're just really making it really 
difficult. And like you said, if they really want to put their mind to it and they want to work, they're going to have to put that aside. And the manager said that she did see them overcome a little because at first they were carrying the same tray to the same table. And then they decided to each carry one cup and tray. So they are making progress. So I think, and again, this is their first job in four years. I think that it's going to take them some time to get accustomed and acquainted back into the workplace because in the workplace, you can't really be focused on you, especially in the food service. You have to be a hundred percent focused on the person at the table who's ordering the food. They're the main priority. So I think once the girls get that through the the process and through the ringer, I think they're going to do good. I feel like they're very good at understanding people's needs because they were talking to the customers, explaining things to them. They're good at that. So I feel like this is something that they can grow into and maybe that business the Ouija's that restaurant isn't too far off for them. Right. I I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see. <laughs> we'll see. So let's talk about Jessica and John. So Jessica and John decided to meet in a wooded area in a park, which first of all, if somebody asked me to come and meet them in a wooded area and to come alone, I'm not doing that because that'll probably be the first time anyone sees me or finds me alive. But they did do that and they wanted to hash out their differences. And I kind of brought this up a couple podcasts ago. I was like, in order for them to move forward, they need to sit down and yell at each other and kind of like call each other names and get it all out of their system because it's always been under their breath like oh I hate her I hate him he's stupid I can't stand just say it get it out and that's kind of what happened John described Jessica as a narcissist and Jessica was like well that's ironic because the only person you're thinking about right now is you that's the definition textbook of a narcissist and it kind of just got out of control and John even said I don't want to be friends with you I don't want a relationship with you. I don't even want you around me. And that is very hurtful to say because he knows that Christina and Jessica are literally attached at the hip. Like they live on the same street. Actually, I found out recently they don't live on the same street anymore. That's huge. But I don't want to say anything yet because I don't know if they're going to talk about it on the show. But like they are so close, psychically connected. So how do you feel about John dillying out aunt's duties do you feel like it's his place to say what she can and can't do and where she can and can't be when it comes to his son do you feel like that's fair i think it's okay to address his concerns to her but the way he kind of handled the situation is showing his age is showing a sign of immaturity because clearly last season jess had come a long way we literally saw her like try to destroy the relationship, have a meltdown, not talk to yeah. her sister, to now she could be the bigger person and be like, look, let's be best friends. Let's do this. Christina is the main concern. Whatever I got to do to make my sister happy. So she literally puts her feelings aside yeah. and puts her sister first and the baby first. And John would be like, okay, I apologize, which is great. But then in the same sentence, basically, he's like, but I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to be friends with you. I don't want to do this and the other. It's like, well, how far do you think that's really going to get you? Because you know how your wife feels about her sister. It's not a win-win situation. You're going to have to learn to be cordial nobody has to be besties nobody has to go and you know do all this stuff but it would be so beneficial for both parties if they can just learn to find a common space a common ground where they can just respect each other they don't have to like each other 
but they can respect each other and they can respect each other around Christina because in the end, she's the common denominator. She's the common ground that connects them together. And as long as he wants to be with Christina, Jess isn't going to go anywhere. So it's almost like he's going to grow old with all of them. (laughs) So Jessica said something really interesting yesterday. She said, you are intimidated or bothered by my relationship with my sister. And the way he was so nervous at the table, he almost seemed scared of Jessica. And I'm wondering if he feels that Jessica could end their relationship. Because I think knowing that Jessica has such a close relationship and such a close bond with his wife, I wonder if he fears that Jessica could actually persuade her to end that relationship because he really does seem nervous around Jess. And he didn't seem like he was okay having that conversation. And it's really weird because he's kind of a dominant type guy. So it's weird for Jess to make him seem so fragile in that situation, right? I was really surprised with that. And when she said that, I was like, do you believe that? Do you believe that he's intimidated by their relationship? Um, I don't, I don't know. See, like, I would say if this was last season, I would be like, yeah, I think that he thinks that, you know, she could come between them. But literally... They got married, got pregnant, all without Jess even being in the picture. So technically, he had the last say-so, the last laugh, the last whatever you want to say. So I don't know if it's so much that he thinks that he fears that she can come between because it didn't happen, you know. It's true. And now that, you know, now he's like a husband and a dad. So I don't really see Christina, you know, saying you need to go because of that. Um, But I do think that he wants to be in his feelings and he gets emotional over it because he like wants to be like, I hate you. I'm mad at you. And then also be like, oh, crap. (laughs) I hope Christina doesn't hear that. So I think that's what's getting in his head. Like one of those like angel devil situations. Well, yeah, at the end of their screaming match and insulting each other, they both came to the consensus like, well, we can't behave this way because Christina will not allow it. And she definitely will not allow this energy around the birth of her son. She will not. She is creating a positive energy location for the birth. And they both were like, well, you know what? If we're behaving this way, we will both be uninvited and none of us will be able to hold that baby until days after. So they were like, we have to make a a truce. So it's like they don't, they haven't gotten over it, but they're going to pretend that everything is okay. And I've always told people from the beginning, band-aids are temporary. So you can pretend that everything is okay, but those issues and the problems you have with each other, they're going to stick around. And even if you can pretend everything is okay around Christina, or you can pretend things are fine for birthday parties and, and dinners and stuff, those underlining issues will always come back and revisit until they can just forgive each other and just be open to moving forward. And I feel like Jessica does want to forgive him because she wants, it's more so about her sister than than him. I've noticed that with Jessica. She's like, well, I would hurt my sister more by carrying on this hate towards her husband. It would hurt her more. And I feel like John, he's looking at it like, he hurt me because she said, I wasn't good enough for her sister. I wasn't good enough. I'm too young. I'm immature. And, you know, she just, she definitely tore him down. And it's crazy because I never would have thought those words and stuff would have gotten to him because he's such a tough guy. And on appearance wise, it looks like he's tough. He's dominant. He wouldn't let that stuff bother him. It deeply rooted 
got to him. He sat at that table and you could see the pain in his eyes at how she made him feel over a year ago. And he's still holding on to that. So it really shows words are very strong, guys. Words are very strong. Watch what you say to people because it really sticks with them. And forgiveness is something they have to offer to you. You can't have it. You can ask for it. They don't have to give it to you. And we're watching it now because Jessica deeply really wants to be forgiven. And John just won't give it to her. That's it. Part one. We're going to come back with part two because the Capasso triplets are back and they are having a meeting with their mom. And it looked more like a bashing session to me. And then V and Ashley have a doctor's appointment. And we found out something about V's medical history that shocked literally the whole country. All right, guys, I'm George Mossy. This is my co-host, Heather C. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com and anywhere you get your podcast. And you have to follow my co-host too. Her links are right here at the bottom. We will talk to all of you guys very, very soon.